0: I'm Scott Blakeman, getting through this on Manhattan's Upper East Side. And I'm Tom Saunders in New York's Flatiron District. <laughs> it's not often that such legacy show business publications as Variety and Hollywood Reporter are scooped by a podcast with a budget so small it's barely visible with even a powerful electron microscope. <laughs> but that's about to happen just as soon as I finish saying this sentence. <laughs> On Saturday, April 8th at 7 o'clock in the evening, a comedian strode onto the stage of a theater near Broadway and began to perform as the entire cast of what is the most daunting form of human entertainment, the one-man show. What, for 99.9% of people, would be a prospect of sheer terror, Scott Blakeman, known to his listeners as one half of this podcast, pulled off with a blom, what could only be compared to climbing Mount Everest with no Sherpas while wearing a sports jacket and street shoes. <laughs> now, I don't use the word a frequently because it's difficult to pronounce as I'm uncertain if we're supposed to hear the B at the end of that confusingly spelled <laughs> word. But this city has never seen such a blom since... Bing Crosby was introduced as a mystery guest on CBS television's What's My Line by the other legendary master of Oblom, Charles, John Charles Daly, and that was 70 years ago. Well, the fact that theater 555 was filled with friends, loved ones, relatives, and well-wishers may seem to the average Joe as a mitigating circumstances, but I can tell you it only made me more nervous. Even a hostile audience of strangers will vanish from a comedian's (laughs) life after a disappointing performance, but friends, loved ones, and relatives are with us our whole lives. (laughs) I can assure you, our listeners, that Scott's audience will warmly congratulate him for years to come, maybe decades. Blakeman's show was a smash hit, a sensational success, and a genuine laugh riot, which, I believe is the definition of the hat trick. <laughs> Scott began by noting the evening was the anniversary of his bar mitzvah and proceeded to seamlessly weave anecdotes about his life since that day many years ago with biting satire torn from today's headlines. His thoughts, <laughs> observations, and inventions ranged from rye to side-splitting and everything in between on the one spectrum we all want to be on, the spectrum of hilarity. Bravo, I
1: say. (laughs) Oh, well, Tommy, with your kind permission, I would love to reprint your magnificent and touching review as a full page for your consideration advertisement for an Obie Award or a similar laurel that honors shows that play for one night (laughs) by choice. My first Manhattan solo show in many, many years filled me with joy and gratitude and your if I may say so, Bafo Review is better than any I could have expected if we waited at Saudis all evening long after the show. Just two days after that 55th anniversary of my bar mitzvah, I took the stage and returned to a neighborhood that was central to our comedy upbringing, Tommy. Yes, the shiny glass skyscrapers and modern elegant theaters of today's 42nd Street with just a mere figment of a developer's imagination back in the early <laughs> 1980s, when you and I and a host of other fine, funny folk developed our comedy chops at a long, defunct Manhattan Punchline <laughs> Theater, where we did stand-up sketch, improvisational comedy, and everything in between. Tommy, in those days, 41st Street and 8th Avenue was a sketchy, forlorn stretch with the aptly named Terminal Bar on the <laughs> corner next to the unimposing theater, which was several flights up on a creaky manual elevator. But on this past Saturday night, after the show and our after party at the West Bank Cafe, we walked past that very corner where today stands the very imposing glass headquarters of
0: the New York Times. Scotty. How the world changed since those days when everything seemed grubby and <laughs> and and noisy and uh, frankly a little bit dangerous. But it was, uh,
1: it, it was, and Tommy, and, and many things have changed. But you know what, Tommy? Some things never changed. And that is what you know, you and I back in the early 80s and on in the Manan Punch, we stood on stage sometimes alone, and as I did Saturday night. So that thing of one man, one person one vote, hopefully, on stage alone. That never changed. But you know, Tommy, I may have been alone on stage, but I felt
0: everybody in that audience standing right there with me. You know, Scotty, in a way, we all felt like we were in your living room and, uh, and enjoying just a, a masterful performance. And I, I have to say, it is truly one of the most daunting forms of entertainment. There's, uh, uh, I guess, lion taming, maybe... <laughs> Uh, uh, but, um, uh, and as I say, climbing Mount Everest without a Sherpa, but, uh, I, I, I it, a lot of people just, you know, that's one of their worst nightmares is speaking in public it, 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 more than death. in fact. I think. <laughs> and I, and I uh, think yes, it, and you did say, point
1: out that uh, there are many people, as you say, who uh, did you, do you, uh, do you know anyone there? Yes. And I knew almost everyone there. Uh, and, and I wanted it. I, I, I relish that. I mean, yes looking back having some family there I wasn't just performing for you know some cousins I was performing for the entire Blakeman and affiliated clan so yeah. as you say uh had things gone south uh it would have of course stayed with me and the family uh forever but I guess I just had the confidence and feeling I wanted to do it and it's always been uh, uh just a comfortable spot but had not done it in New York City in many 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 years yeah. uh, uh on the road not for at least four years. And it just was And I must say, Tommy, on this podcast, we always talk about our lives and, and especially when we do things uh, together that night, Ginger and Sandy were with us. But I think this is the first time to get uh, not only a wonderful idea for a podcast, but a, a glowing review that that yeah. uh, that revised me. You know, you get that three day slump after a, <laughs> a fun show. You're feeling great. Then three days later, it's like, did I do a show Saturday? I think it went well, and you just came to the rescue, Tommy, yep. and lifted me up
0: uh, as no one else could. Well, this is what this podcast does uh, 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 from time to time, and and that is play the part of the reviewer. Yes, and uh, it, it was a it was a a role I joyfully took on, Scotty, uh, and, and uh, what fun it was to be able to to um, glow. I mean, that to, to write a glowing review, literally. It glowed in the dark. I turned off the lights. So this is going to it would be amaze our listeners, it actually glowed. It was truly a glowing review. Well, and that's something I'm so glad you brought that up because many people think that's just, a, you know,
1: it's an expression, a glowing review. But obviously, in the beginning, that was what, where the term was coined. That's right. review glows. Bosley Crother, I believe, although he yeah. was negative yeah. a lot, but
0: maybe somebody uh, around that time. That's Maybe right. Clive so Barnes. Clive Barnes would, yeah. have got, would, would did lots of glowing reviews. Yeah. And you don't, what people don't realize is if it glows enough, you don't even really need a nightlight. You just leave the review. So this, and this, people are are scratching their heads and maybe we're being metaphorical, but maybe we're not,
1: Exactly, and look, in this era where we need to save energy or use a clean energy, what better? Well, how much cleaner energy is there than a glowing theatrical
0: (laughs) review? That's right. How your entire living space? Well, Uh, but, but you need something you need something to review that provokes and inspires the glow, though, Scotty. And that's what you gave us. Well,
1: I, uh, I appreciate that time. You know, and I, I referred to this podcast, of course, shouted you out and, and our podcast. And what we try to do from day one, as they say, is uh, to uh, just put people at ease in a world that could be a little uneasy and to uh, not and to find ways to be happy. And so I got another review from a, a fellow comic who said that, uh, you know, just she appreciated how I was at ease and just made everybody feel good. And, well, I said, you could have been talking about our podcast, too, as well as my show.
0: So uh, that made me very happy to hear, Tommy. Oh, and and makes me happy to hear as well, Scotty, because it was for one hour. There was no. uh, Well, there was Donald Trump because there were the references to Donald Trump. But but he was only being poked at and ridiculed. And and was not and there was no possibly China invading uh, 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 Taiwan
1: no or uh, the theater we were in most importantly
0: yeah and that's the key you must see to really
1: truly laugh and relax at a comedy show you must feel there's no chance that the outside world could get in. And they don't lock every door, you know. So the outside, even though we talked about the outside world, we beat the outside world and diminished those uh, those threats to us for at least for seventy
0: five minutes. That that was it. That long, that it it just went by like like. Really, I want to say seventeen minutes. It's just (laughs) I could. But Scotty, what you uh, that was the artistry of, of of your one-man show at no time did you try to scare us into thinking hey you know that the the, uh, the chinese or the russians mm. could invade us at any minute uh somebody please bar the door you didn't say that no. you didn't do that and that's the mark of a professional Scott. oh yeah right. well you know the
1: new kids they'll get up there and that they'll open with that you know and of course people <laughs> hey hopefully no russians come in and then people are <laughs> You know they're uncomfortable from the beginning. Got to win them back, and this, even then they're like never quite come back. They're half through the door, and you don't want that. That's really the key. You know when I say the kids in the workshops, you know, don't <laughs> imply invasion by a foreign entity.
0: Uh, uh, not not right off the bat. Not right off the bat, no. Uh, 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 because it really sets a tone, and 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 does it. It arouses your your lizard. Uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, amygdala, I think, is what it is, and that's no. not. Where you're going, you're going for the funny bones, guy. Oh, exactly, exactly. And, and and you knew where it was. You're not a, a physiologist, but you knew where
1: to locate the funny bone. <laughs> well, I had one time I was, you know, when I do my private classes, I was going to do an ad, a personal trainer who works on only one part of your body,
0: and it was an illustration of the funny bone. <laughs> so, uh, and 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 how true it is. It's a good time to remind our listeners that you do. You are a professor of comedy, so you gave us a, a, a quite a course on, on <laughs> the, not just delivery but content and and filling an hour. Now, here's what I wonder about because I alluded yeah. to it at the beginning the yeah. terror that most people would feel about getting on and especially in front of your friends, family, yeah. and loved ones. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, and, and not so much just a, a group of strangers, uh, how did you prepare for it? How did you keep those nerves from getting the best of you? Well, Tommy, I found out about that I was doing the
1: show almost five or six weeks, maybe five weeks or more before. And as you well know, uh, I didn't even discuss it with you until, oh, maybe about, Two weeks out or something, and that was part of the process. That you know, of course, the documentary filmmakers mm-hmm. following every step would, would have picked up on. Yeah, uh, I was. I started thinking about it every day. But when when uh, Eric Krebs, you know, said you Eric Krebs, you want to tell us? Well, what? he's the um, owner of the theater, Theater Five Five Five, but also he was one of the founders of Laughing Liberally, where I performed for a, a New York's longest-running political comedy show since two thousand five, I believe. And so I've known him over the years. And most recently in October, as we discussed on this podcast, I did 16 shows at that very theater of a show called Indictment Excitement. As I said, it was a little few months early, but we began the excitement uh, be- months before Trump actually was indicted. And but that was with the cast of other comedians, a wonderful comedians. So I would do 15,
0: maybe 20 yeah, minutes. That's and, the thing. And, yeah. You've so that's a whole different. different I've, I've seen you do 15 yeah. minutes many yeah. times. And, and that's a not a not an unusual length of time for, right. for most comedians. Yeah. This was a full out this was an HBO special Scotty. Yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, uh and it was well. Which it was,
0: was videotaped,
1: by the oh, way. Oh, for, and for and I, people, I, thousands of years. Oh, yes, video. and it's going to yeah, and then, you know, Museum of Modern Art they'll you know, maybe do like a little version like wow, that's what they looked like in <laughs> 2023 and yeah. words they would parse and all that. Mm. Uh, but I did, no, there was certainly beyond, because again, I hadn't done even just a solo show anywhere in over four years. I hadn't performed since uh, in over five months. And yet, uh, and, and Ginger, you know, sweetly was say, how's it going and, and this. And, uh, and I just, I did have my process though. I just thought it, it helped me, especially as we got closer to the date, began writing a lot more new material that I did in the show. But I just knew that Tommy, when it came down to it, all I needed to do was show up and be myself and, and when I got there. And that's really what uh, carried me through. But I did have those fears. I thought, wow, if this, if this could have been the perfect setting for the nightmare dream where mm-hmm. yeah, I had this dream and I'm in this theater and I, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. you know. So that, that's like literally going
0: into your dream. But that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And but you uh, did say, I think you mentioned uh, yeah. at, at the dinner after what you point yes. out was uh, absolutely not at at sardis as as you would normally yes. conventionally assume but yes. at the west bank cafe which meant so much to us uh back in oh, the day yeah. when when it was that was there back when when i think when punchline was there well there was a period where it's a little controversial
1: because it was a brief period where the current owners uh, I, I don't know the whole story and we did did do shows there uh, uh for the punchline and i also did shows before and after for steve Olson, who owns the west bank cafe downstairs with oh it's black and Rusty so a lot Vicky, of
0: history a you lot did. of
1: history and yeah. uh uh so i think it was more fitting sardis yes we honor its iconic uh, tradition but for us uh, uh, west bank cafe was the perfect place to go afterwards and,
0: uh, uh, and we did leave before this review came in yes. uh, uh, at least two days before the or three days before the the review came out so had we just hung out for me to write that review (laughs) it it, it, you know it would have been awkward and they would have had they definitely would have asked us to leave for sure the west bank cafe oh but it was a wonderful time that had by all scotty and i don't use the word wonderful often in this podcast no i appreciate it you know i always delight whenever i i
1: first as our loyal listeners know the process begins where we each write an opening and and then we uh, freeform improv in a jazz-like manner. The rest of the time, so I always delight in whatever you write. But this was uh, amplified one million fold as you, uh, the words you said about my show, and it really, like I said, it's that
0: three-day after boost that you get. Uh, uh, you know, and it well, was that's cool. it. That that uh, and and also um, the uh, oh gosh, uh, so many things come to mind. Getting back to the terror Scotty Uh, 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 because that to me that that's part of the story and in in the documentary version and and let's not forget that this was videotape for people watching a thousand years from now which we'll have to parse the words the way we do with old English you know with Shakespeare and that and and I, I apologize to students many many millennia from now but uh um I have to say, but I don't apologize. Shakespeare never apologized. No, to no. us. No, no, no. And, uh,
1: so I think they'll be able to figure. Oh, they'll probably have an app that'll d- translate
0: it into current day of course, yeah. That's what they'll do, and and yeah. that'll be kind of cheating on the graduate level. Oh and, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I worry about that a little bit. That <laughs> that, that may happen. So that, that that this could inspire cheating. I, I hope it doesn't. Well, Tommy, you know
1: what? It could also be. I mean, uh,
0: not, maybe it's not too much to say that
1: a thousand years from now, live theater or live one person show may not even exist in that form. It'll be in, in, indistinguishable from an uh, artificial intelligence generated.
0: Uh, show so literally right. they the might robotic be robotic seeing... scott blakeman will, yeah will live forever and 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 that's probably one of the things that they will try to recreate is a robotic version of you yeah uh and and, and then i want i hope that your descendants get paid for that well
1: that's going to be a thorny issue and sag after
0: negotiations <laughs> and i don't want to put more on the table than they have already but certainly
1: yeah. that's the future and how do you uh, yeah.
0: do that uh, how do you again, protect you did... against that and you didn't yeah. you didn't at the end of it say this this show is copyright written by 19, uh, 2023 Scott Blakeman. All <laughs> efforts to reproduce through robotics is yeah. strictly prohibited. You, you didn't know, say I say to write a, so I, I worry
1: about that. I, I tried to do a closing bit that would have encompassed the legalese, but it was just too <laughs> a wording. But I always love when they if they still do this on baseball, that this this telecast. Uh, it's brought to you through Major League Baseball. Any reproduction of the rights without the express written consent of Major League Baseball is prohibited. What reproduction are you going to be doing?
0: I mean, yeah. like taking it and hawking it on the street? Hey, I got the <laughs> Met game from Thursday. Oh, yeah, I saw it. Thanks. Could Thanks. you do a play version of it and then they would sue <laughs> you uh, uh, also? Uh, um, uh, but it, it also try to get the express written pers- permission yeah. you know you can it can't be spoken it's got to be written in your it, case though Scotty there was no disclaimer at all so. no no and i just hope to assume i was written by
1: me and i knew it's just me and uh, on a stage i have a photo of it and thank your girlfriend sandy took some photos and uh and it's just and it's very touching just how people uh, you know on facebook saying i'm going to do the show and and again uh, you know, some fields, that's the pinnacle. You did the show. Know what, Tommy? For me, it's the beginning because I want to yeah. get back and do this more often and uh, travel around with the show and in all its incarnations. So, uh, yeah. it was a wonderful feeling. And and but again, most importantly, having friends and family there and getting to do that after party at, at the West Bank Cafe and uh, you well, know, which
0: and, yeah, it, it really was. Um, it was it, it it was a complete it, um, night of entertainment, and for those of us lucky enough, because a lot of people had to to strip off, you know, go off their separate ways before the West Bank. Yeah, buffet. yeah, they had to hustle to and train. And they missed the out on on a, yeah. a fine, big hamburger. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh you know those that those west that west Bay, they, they know how to make a burger oh they give you a choice of size of beer too 12 ounce or 20 ounce you know I went for 12
1: but mm-hmm. another night I might go for 20 yeah and that's the that's the choice yeah but tommy as you say getting back to that historic neighborhood for us i mean yeah it 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 really was
0: uh i mean that corner of 41st and 8th, Yeah,
1: well i mean we didn't know we were in a bad neighborhood <laughs>
0: We, that's right, we, and and uh, but it, we didn't know that our, our the elevator was built in in pre-war. I actually did know that that elevator that used to take us up to the third floor, unair-conditioned, yeah. Scotty. Oh, yeah. if you'll remember that, and uh, the seed of much hilarity oh. uh, uh, as as our uh, and this is interesting to uh, I, I'm sure the scholars of comedy uh, for years to come. That we had a we had formed a, a little group of of um, funny people uh, at the comedy clubs and then merged it with a bunch of actors, temperamental actors who sometimes <laughs> would storm out and <laughs> slam the door and and or make comments of, about lying. Uh, 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 what is it uh, uh, you know uh, whatever actors say when when you've. Um, uh, uh, told them how to say something. Oh, uh, line readings. Line and, uh, readings. Oh, yeah. good. yeah, that was the first, our introduction to the world of actors where uh, who went on to become, uh, you know, part of a big, huge, enormous sketch group. Oh, was- yeah,
1: and it was incredible. And we also, Manhattan Punchland in general, prior to even discovering it, it was going on at the comic strip at four in the morning for a few people. And here we were presented at 8 p.m. for a full audience of bright, actors roaring and applauding it was just this other world theater goers it was, it theater was, goes and the appreciation mm-hmm.
0: was mind-boggling and before was, oh
1: here's the comic no and no, no it, it, it,
0: we're, we're used to drunk you yeah. know uh, uh, late night uh, uh people uh you know bar goers whatever they were yeah uh, um and and sometimes often very appreciative audiences but Often not. In this case, it was the theater audience and, and they were always prepped with this kind of um, tape of, of different, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> different comedy. Do you remember this, Scotty? And I, 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 uh, there was always a tape that ran. Uh, a, a gentleman, Bruce Pacman, had put oh, it together yes. of, of many comedy. Uh, Lydia, oh, Lydia, say, have you met Lydia? And all these, and, and sometimes it seemed a little bit unnerving.
1: Uh, <laughs> have to follow that. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, the it, Marx it. Brothers and you. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Bruce Pacman is the historian of Man Punchline. He has reams and reams of material, and there were many great people who came on uh, uh, through there. And of course, uh, kudos to Steve Kaplan and Mitch McGuire who, who ran the theater. And and uh, so it was a whole different uh, experience. I do remember they called it Fool's Night, the individual stand, yes. night, which. To an average, you know, comedy club going with a bunch of fools. Yeah, the, it, it was a reference. little
0: demeaning, uh, uh, <laughs> and and with including the fool's cap, you know, with the two <laughs> pointed, uh, uh, and that's that also is fascinating. as sort of harkening back to the medieval times when, yeah. fool, you know, comedians were were in fact fools, and they had a fool pole, like a <laughs> like a mitre and a double hat and. And, uh, you know, we felt like that we were supposed to be in that tradition. But I'll tell you something. I was even uh, mentioning to my family one of the sketches we never fully did. And that was um, Bad Night at the Algonquin. Yes. I uh, 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 I don't believe we ever I remember seeing it on paper, but I don't know that we we ever actually did it. I think uh, uh, so. It was somehow discouraged. Oh, if it's boring, people saying boring things, it'll be a boring sketch. No, <laughs> wrong.
1: Yeah, uh, I remember it would
0: I grew- have been one of the greatest. Oh, that was the sketch that never happens.
1: Oh, guys. that's when that's the whole documentary right there. You know, yeah, of course. But there was the show. Everything must go. I believe we called it. It was it literally where America, and this was very prescient. I guess that America was going bankrupt or something. It was selling everything. Uh, off, I believe I think that was the theme of the show and I certainly New that. York
0: was was going
1: back yes yes at the and time. Uh, it was just beginning to emerge but but uh and literally though it was this uh incredibly it, you wouldn't know it was the theater as you say you had to take this elevator which frightening you, alone you had to floor.
0: somebody had to pull a crank yeah over like in in, in the some mechanical crank that nowadays <laughs> In modern elevators, is a button, but in those days, you'd had an elevator operator who was uh, familiar with the elevator operation, but we had to learn it on our own. And Scotty, yeah. I'll never forget the, the 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 sketch that that one of uh, uh, the was it uh, Steve uh, who uh, came up with this the, the idea of um, uh, a uh band formations we would form a band like like you know high college football halftime would march out as we all know and probably still happens thousands of years from now and and form a a humorous or or impressive formations and we were going to do our version of that with just our cast of whatever it was 10 people yeah and uh, the problem was it's not visible from the from the audience because you have to look down on a formation, yes. and the other problem was it was hard to rehearse, and we were rehearsing on the third floor, yes, uh, 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 and, and which is the top floor. Absolutely unair. There are some things that are unair conditioned, but that was absolutely unair. Oh, una- air I remember that
1: room and. uh it was 100 degrees and many, many, many of us. Was it only
0: 100 and, degrees? I, only,
1: I believe that's I, I'll say 100, but I, I'll have to check the, you know, yes. weather service records. But and, you know, to Steve Kaplan's credit, he came comes from a theater back when he was doing what you would do if this was a theatrical production on, on the great white way. And you yes. want to get it right. But we're, you know, and the actors there dutifully followed every instruction. We're that's going, right. why are we doing this? No <laughs> one will even see it. And it's 100 degrees. Can't we just show it? And and I believe I did say one bit: "We're marching to oblivion." Was marching that, to hell. Marching Scotty. to hell. I yes. laughed
0: hysterically from yes. then on, uh, yes. <laughs> because it was so true. Yes. <laughs> so, so to this day, I, it makes me laugh yes. that we yes. were, yes. We were tr- trudging through the rehearsal for this thing that we knew would bomb completely. That's it wouldn't the other be thing. seen anyway. so, and it again, couldn't be it, seen. It it I don't our, think it would work. I don't yes, think it would have
1: stiff disciplines, the actors, you know, and, and the director, of course, this is how you do it. And we're going, Why can't we do? And in fact, we once did a show, you, me and Steve Scrove, and We were, this sounds like a Judy Garland, Mickey Rooney thing. For whatever reason, we got a call one day that, that on a Saturday. Oh, yeah, the people were doing the show tonight canceled. Could you put something together? And this almost. Seemed, oh, that was how it all started. Yeah, but... I feel like almost we're making, I'm making this up. But it was true. No. And you the three of us got together, probably in a diner and said, what are we going to do? And. Literally, we spent the day, and we, did, the three of us, did a show—a mixture of, I guess, stand-up and sketches and improv. And uh, yeah. there's no tape uh, that exists, but I'd be curious to see what
0: what that was. Yeah, yep, yeah, uh, it was. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, but I do know that we came up with a sketch that I think I used, and I'm pretty sure I used in an actual TV show many years later—a oh. a version of it, the overstaffed magazine stand. <laughs> <laughs> where there were way too many people working in the thing that was back when they had magazine stands oh Scotty. oh i know think still, about still, that when i see a
1: few left i just i linger and i, I you know i praise them and uh, but you know it was so <laughs> it was more it was the shows were great but we met so many wonderful people oh my and, god and, and it was
0: it was just uh really it was almost like a college campus thing it was we, it was it really yeah. was and, and and there was a lot of uh uh, uh, of yeah, there was some no, a bit of naughtiness to, that that, oh, yeah. that uh, resulted, um, and uh, I don't regret a moment of it. Oh no, no, even no. even that that uh, marching to hell. I oh I look no, back, look, you've like, laughed about that for forty years. Forty this. years. So uh, what can be better
1: than that? We thank Steve Kaplan for, yeah. for that and Mitch and and uh, uh, and I do remember in the stand-up shows we had to open. We all came out and we each did one line or one joke and then oh yeah that was always that, hard
0: to figure out because i wasn't no. you know well, you're I, not used to doing that no i never but that was because it was so directed that was such a theatrical world you yeah. know the, theatrical type people and we really saw the difference between those and and us comics us rough and ready <laughs> so uh, just run in and just go up on no
1: preparation to that, sort of get up there so yeah we and I appreciated the discipline of that, and not
0: the marching to hell, no. uh,
1: but but the uh, you know, other aspects of it, and
0: absolutely. Uh, no, we did a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know, even musical acts, yeah. Uh, the, the Jesus was a Jew, and don't forget it, that was, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that it, and 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 it could have uh, outraged people, but we did it with such good nature that people laughed and applauded. Oh, exactly. Tommy, you know, this comes full circle, uh,
1: on Saturday night. I, because uh, we had a cordless mic, which is de rigueur, And mm-hmm. I, re- you know, remarked how I'm always doing an impression of a lounge singer, but, but you need to have the, the cord to really do it to show that you're holding a microphone, which you can't do with a cordless mic. But I did it anyway and sort of broke into a little uh, Vegas song. I forgot what it, for once in my life, I believe, because I feel like Paul Anka. Now, Tommy, was that just something off the top of my head that I never did or thought of before? Well, Let's go back to 1981, where one night at the Manhattan Punchline, I walked out, not really planning it, but because I felt so comfortable there, thanks to Mitch and Steve and everyone mm-hmm. else, and I said, uh, got the world on a string sitting by the window, and uh, opened with that, and then closed with uh, that also. And never wow. before or since, uh, until Saturday night, did I sing that in that manner
0: on stage. That, that Well, it, it, to me, I don't know how you can fill an hour uh, without a, a bit of music. You know, like <laughs> the old, uh, the old um, variety shows yeah. with comics, or sometimes with singers, where they would have com- comedy. The singers are like Andy Williams and and Tom Jones would try to do comedy. It would, in a way, your act sort of embodied, you know, it had to have embodied some music. I was surprised you didn't just stop and sing a serious song just to fill in the time. Well, you, you know, didn't. Don
1: Rickles, the great Don Rickles, <laughs> uh, He, I saw him once open for Sinatra at Radio City. It was incredible. But he would do actual full songs. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I think they all, they all did, and they did tributes to their mom in a very heartfelt thing. So, uh, yeah, obviously if I had to do two hours, I would be doing a whole score from Cats. <laughs> but thankfully... I could just do an hour 15 and keep it just to that one line. I did do, as you noted, uh, the 30 seconds I remember from my Bar Mitzvah Haftorah, well, I, April I 6, 1968. And that, of course, got picked up, I'm sure, in the Jerusalem Post and other, yep. uh, uh, you know, Jewish and, publications. And, and
0: can I also say you did something? I don't even know if you're aware that you did this. And this is for all the, the young uh, would-be comics who who are thinking about their their one-man show and want to harken back to their uh, uh, bar mitzvah. The, you you put your hand on the back of your head <laughs> to indicate, you know, the the yarmulke. Yeah, uh, and, and and it, it totally worked. You, 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 it, you know, while you while you did the Baruch no, Were you aware that you did uh, that, or was that carefully I, planned? Was that no? Wasn't I thought heard? at first. Uh, at
1: first, I even thought, should I bring one and put it on? That could have gotten some. Giggles, but I just mm-hmm. didn't feel like that. And then I thought, do I really have to? I'm uh, you know, not you have to do anything. Uh, and then I thought, yeah, let me put the hand on the on the head just so you don't get the one family member. Love the show, so funny. But uh, couldn't you have at least put your hand on the back, <laughs> on your head while you did your tour?
0: So uh, <laughs> I precluded any of that. That kind of you know. No, you absolutely nobody could complain after that. And it, it just absolutely took us to Brooklyn and, and when was it? 19... Uh, April 6th, 1968. 1968. <clears throat> yeah. And
1: what, a, and, and, what a world that was then,
0: transformed Tommy, the front us page. To, Yeah. To, uh, yeah. And, and, uh, and we were, we were there. We were, uh, but we were also here. That's the other thing. We were here in New York. You, you're, you, as I say, tore some of your jokes from today's headlines. And, yes. And. And, and but at the same time, and let, let's not underplay this. You never made us feel like the the theater was about to be invaded by enemies, <laughs> never.
1: No. Or any anything bad. And as I said, you know, it was our friend Bill was there, and he always says, "I watch the news, but it depresses me." So my goal was let's talk about what's going on without being depressed. That was really oh. the overriding theme, and uh, uh, that that was my goal, and I'm glad that that uh, succeeded. And and again, Tommy, the, the you know. Every time we do this podcast, and now we recently passed our third anniversary, third anniversary, unnoticed. Almost, (laughs) well, by some, I'm sure there's some, yes, write up online that we haven't seen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it didn't
0: fall on on one of the days of our podcast. In all fairness, I mean, there was a time when it would it couldn't help it because we did podcasts seven days a week, Scotty. Yes, for for Uh, 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 almost a year, uh, and then five
1: for several months after it, and now two, which is still way more than most people. And we're nearing our, I believe, 590th episode. Uh, and like I say, every time we do it, especially in those early days of the, of the pandemic, but even now, every day always provides me a lift. But Tommy, uh, the, the, this, the lift I felt today uh, is uh, unsurpassed and the, yep. the, your kind words and it's, uh, uh, you know, talking about the show Saturday night and talking about our shared experiences in that very neighborhood. Uh, Many years ago, and continuing on to today.
0: Oh my gosh, Scotty, I can't. I'm almost wiping away a tear if I (laughs) I were capable of that. Uh, And uh, but uh, yes, Scotty, thank you. Talk about an antidepressant, Scotty. You gave us a a a a, well. uh, You took us on a journey through your life and through the modern day. existence in in New York and in the United States uh, politically uh, that I think we're we're still talking about and we'll be talking about it for many, many decades to come. And on that note, I'm going to continue to be Tom Saunders. Well, thankfully and gratefully, I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. And we're getting
1: through this.